Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I am apparently Lucy Sassel. Apparently? Yeah, that's what, that's what I've heard. Are you unsure? I'm unsure, yeah. Having one of those weeks, Olivia? You've been thinking back to your philosophy days. I have, yeah. I've been, been going back, been doing some theory in my own mind. Who's and your now f- I don't know. Am I real? Are you real? Who is real? Who's your favourite philosopher? Oh, I don't... Um... <laughs> Do I have to? Yeah. And that and that is not a do I have to pick one? That's a do I have to? Uh, <laughs> um I don't really know and I kind of like really disconnected from philosophy post studying philosophy and only recently have been like, oh I should maybe do some more reading back into it and would be interested. I always liked Aristotle because of like I think I liked the way he wrote was quite like poetic and that was quite nice. So therefore it was like a bit more interesting than some of the like dull ones. My least favourite is Kant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know who's your favorite. Yeah, Kant's not a very sexy philosopher. Oh god, no. No. No, nobody wants to hear about the categorical imperative. No. Can we not? <laughs> <laughs> can we categorically can't we not? not? <laughs> yeah, can we? <laughs> exactly. Uh yes, let's not talk about this. It's boring. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, Foucault's got a great name. Yes, a very good name. Yeah, yeah, Foucault's all right. Um, But I feel so like I don't remember anything from philosophy that I wouldn't be able to categorically say that I'd like or don't like somebody and then be someone might throw it back in my face like oh my god but don't you know they said this and I'd be like no I fucking do so. I, I, I always remember when I was younger I went when maybe I was like 10 I went on holiday to like Mallorca with yeah. my family and like my nana and granddad yeah and um I took some books out from the library to take with me on holiday. Cute, like, Matilda. Yeah, like like ten books from oh, the library in my little yeah. suitcase. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, and um, one of the books. I was gonna say what were they? Well, yeah. one of the I don't know what the rest were, but one of them was Sophie's World. Have you read Sophie's that? Sophie's World. Yeah, I don't think I've read that. So Sophie's World is like this absolutely ginormous book mm. that is like all about philosophy. Oh my god, um, sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like the, the entry level I need back into philosophy. Right. <laughs> but I remember I bought it because it had like a pink cover and the girl on the front, I thought it'd be like a good holiday romp for a 10 year old. Oh, a good, just kind a of good like, beach read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the teenage equivalent of like a Marianne Keys yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, you made bitches. Exactly. Yeah. But it was not. And oh, it was okay. like really quite dense. But I kind of, but I got into it and I read the whole thing. And then, um, I remember I was asking my granddad like who all the different people were, like all the different philosophers. And he was like, what are you reading? And then he started to read it and he was like, too rich for my blood, can't read this. Hand <laughs> <laughs> um, me a beer, I can't read this Sophie's world. Yeah, so he he did not read it. Aww. But I read it and I remember thinking like, that was a surprise for me. <laughs> You're like, this is what it's about. Yeah, this is what it's about. This is the, the fabric of society. The existential questions. Oh, yes. While poolside in Palmer. <laughs> Stunning. Mm. Would love to be poolside in Palmer. Oh, God Wouldn't knows. you just? Yeah. Um, yeah, how are you? Are you sure of your existence? Just checking in. Um, I feel like I'm like a good 63%. Oh, that's quite good for a Thursday. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I'm like in a, in a practical space of life. So like, you know, you two are not the only one doing renovations because oh my God. I've got some tiling yeah. in my future. Somebody else's kitchen is changing. Yeah. With tiles. <laughs> and, um, Lucy will be measuring all the bits with me after this. I because will. Can't wait. Love she... to hold a tape measure. You know me. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're a good friend. 
Um, yeah, what are you um, living for and longing for this week? Right, so this week I am living for... So last night I went to see Camp Cope, um, which I mentioned on the pod last week that I was going to see them. Yes. Um, it was amazing. So, I mean, I'm living in general for their performance, etc. But what I'm living for the most is that the lead singer and sort of uh, lead of the band, Georgia, she... Um, basically, they sing loads of songs about, like, uh, like feminism and... Um, men being shitbags and like men behaving badly men behaving badly exactly um and like about catcalling and about like being sexually harassed and like things like that and then some fucker in the audience goes and fucking catcalls her like an absolute idiot oh my God. and it was not it was not like the worst catcall in the world but it was still a catcall and it was like are you a fucking idiot and like she just went she just went fuck off and she was like don't don't like catcall women or whatever and stuff like that. And then she sung another song, and then at the end of that one, she literally was like, "Who was it that that called catcall like called me out like earlier?" Mm. And he put his hand up because he was like, "Oh, I was I wasn't I wasn't catcalling you. I was saying like whatever it was mm. he was saying whatever." And she and she was like, "No, fuck off. You don't go. You don't get to like um, don't sexualize women. Like I should be able to do my job and not be sexualized." And she's like, "Get out of my show. Fuck off." Did he go? And he eventually did. And everyone, and it was it was such a like powerful moment, and I just fucking loved it. <laughs> so I, I was going like, "Wow, yeah, get out!" <laughs> and I'm absolutely living for her, like standing up for herself and women, and just telling him to get the fuck out. If only it could have been that way at the partner gig. Oh, did it, I? Did we ever talk about that on the podcast? We did because did we did because it was my I don't agree with it. I think wasn't it? I thought it or was. was it not? Well, I thought it was, but I was trying to think the other day. Like I don't remember listening back to that yeah no me neither but anyway let's say that we have but also even if we maybe haven't there was an absolute dickhead the absolute worst one who came into the partner gig and like was not a fan of partner wasn't there for the gig had just come downstairs because there was a gig on that kind of guy absolutely wasted on a friday and just being the absolute worst at the front of the gig i think we did talk about it yeah and um yeah it was just really bad and it was just like and i could hear everyone at the end of um this this gig last night going like oh god did he leave did he leave and like if you know anything about the band if you listen she, she literally said like listen to the lyrics like are you an idiot like what are you doing and and people going like oh if you know anything about the band you don't like do that blah blah and in my head i was i was there on my own so i didn't like say it to anyone but i was like if you know anything about life you just don't catcall women yeah so don't fucking do it but like it's such it's it's so that because it's like it's unsurprising because in the same way with partner it's all about like them positioning themselves at the center of the narrative and like being so used to being seen yes exactly and so used to being heard and their opinion mattering and like what they have to say being important of like everyone's evening so the fact that that's being like not subverted but in their eyes subverted yeah that's like a real loss of control. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, absolutely. They were like so annoyed when they like turned to leave and stuff. They were going like putting their arms up like, oh, I haven't done anything. Yeah, because like, they'll, they'll genuinely think that they haven't done oh, anything. Oh no, they wrong. will. They will. They will. Um, but I would just absolutely loved for her standing up for it and like just 
been the best fun and they were amazing and uh, it was a very good time. So yeah. that is what I'm living for. I need to listen to them. What what would be a good starter song? So their like main sort of like one is called The Opener and it's amazing and it's all about like being women in the music scene. I've listened to The Opener. Yeah, and then they like scream this bit about like why there aren't so many girls in the music scene. I didn't realise that that was them. I've got them on a Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah. So that's them and they sang that last and it's so powerful and everyone just like goes wild for it ah, and it was amazing the opener right no I never put two and two together oh, about this that's I, a shame because you could have come with yeah I listen to that song all mm. the time yeah it's a great song okay well I'll come next time yeah then. yeah def- I'll but definitely go and then come that's, back that's I think the only song I really know yeah okay so like that whole album is really good um, and yeah I'll send you a couple oh, yeah. songs that are my favourites okay. to listen to but yeah so absolutely living for that it was amazing um, and I am longing for so next week uh, on Pod Wednesday next week when this comes out I'm going to London to um, a book event a, what a, a surprise book not a surprise like a, a you've written a book <laughs> I've written a book everybody please buy it no god I wish um, I am going to so you know Philip Pullman yes did you read like um, the his dark materials when you were a young a young teen? Absolutely. So, you know it's coming on the BBC, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like gagging for it. Right. Okay. So they his dark materials are like probably they're some of my favorite books ever. They like changed my life as a child and like made me really like oh yeah obsessed with writing and reading and and, and they were so weird. They were so and, weird. And if you're yeah. like a bit of a weird kid, you're like wow. Excuse me. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Me too. Uh, just um, love them. So um, and then. Uh, two years ago or three years ago he's brought out new books called uh, in a series called The Book of Dust which is like sort of in the same world but like parallel yeah. to like what's going on in his dark materials the first one was La Belle Sauvage was very good and that was Michelle set Visage. yeah Michelle it was Michelle Visage and it was set like when Lyra the main character of his dark materials is like a baby yeah really good um, and then this new one which comes out next week on Wednesday is called The Secret Commonwealth and is like features like an adult Lyra so it's like super excited fans of the series and it's very and I just love his like world building I think he's so good at it yeah and I love to get lost in it and me and my older sister who were both like like our whole family like huge fans of uh his dark materials so uh my sister was like oh my god he's doing this event like would anyone want to come with me and I was like oh I'll come so it's like ages ago we booked it and then all of a sudden now it's October who Emily yeah Emily so going with Emily to um see it's like a, they're gonna do some like readings from it and then like a Q&A with Philip Pullman and then um I uh, am just staying to see the bebe, so I'm very excited to see the bebe, <laughs> which is my nephew, uh, for anyone who doesn't know. So Yes, the bebe. So uh, I am very much longing for both of those, well, just next week in general, because it'll be like a really nice time. So you've got the rest of the week off? Yeah, there. so I'm going Wednesday afternoon, and then I've got the whole rest of the week off. Oh, stunning. Yeah. You're a part-time, I bloody am. Uh, I am. Well, I, I am, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Cont- but- contractually, yes. <laughs> and even more so, yes. Especially <laughs> this, like, October. October, I'm basically not I'm doing so many weeks of not working because I've got loads of holiday that was left wow. to like take so I'm just like I'm just taking it willingly. you get yours hon oh thank you it's my annual leave too <laughs> <laughs> um and that is what I'm looking for what are you living and looking for well I feel like I'm really gonna sort of undercut and disappoint compared to your like anti-establishment like <laughs> misandrist is it gonna be like story about like an MS meal deal or something <laughs> no it's probably worse than that oh god what's it gonna be it's my new iphone 11 ah, i knew 
I knew that was going to be your living How could it not be? I knew it was going to be, and I knew I was going to find it funny, and I do. I have had the worst phone. You have, to be fair. Like, my phone just went, <coughs> and then died. Yeah, um, ironic, ironically, or, yeah, ironically died, ironically, the exact day of when you were going to get your new phone. I know. Which is really bizarre. It knew. And then it arrived, and then even more smug about me mm. is that I've got the lilac one. She has got the lilac one. That is she, sold she's out. She's literally, like, holding it up now like a little baby. Yep. Um, it's very gorgeous, and I have made you <laughs> your own memoji. Oh, God, I hate them. <laughs> I hate them so much. I knew how much you'd hate them, which is why <laughs> I like it. Yes, Olivia just keeps sending me fucking memojis. If you don't know, they're like bitmojis, but like a specific iPhone 11 one or whatever. <laughs> and I just fucking hate them so much. I don't know why. There's something about them that I just really don't agree it's with. Like, so- I really just think they're like so infuriating. It's so stupid, but the even weirder thing about it is... So- <laughs> Like, if I want to, so say we're having like um, a conference, but you're somewhere else, like yeah. at home and I'm at home, but we want to have a conference face to face and we want to FaceTime. Mm. I can FaceTime you with my Memoji and my face, like if I'm here like this with my phone yeah. up, like doing a FaceTime, my face will move and then the Memoji <laughs> will get that information and will move in the exact same way that my face is moving. So it's like, if I don't want to show my face, so say like, I'm just like not looking my best, I'll put my emoji on and I'll be moving in all of the normal ways and like reacting, but oh it's it's the robot face. I honestly like, I'm, I'm feeling very end of days. Yeah. <laughs> That's like apocalyptic to me. <laughs> it's very, um, what was that BBC program with Russell Tovian? Years, years, years and years. It's very, it is very years and years. Yes, absolutely. It's very wow. Years and years. Okay. Well, I'm, but I'm, I am pleased for you that you have got this, and we now have a very good camera between we, us. We basically. I'm not have, saying we share your phone, but we, you know, for the queer logging cause. We basically have like our own studio now. <laughs> Thank God. Do need to pay all those studios anymore? No, we don't. <laughs> so I think like from now on, I'm not going to post any memes on Instagram anymore, and it's just going to be studio pics of me and you and me and that red and white striped top the only thing i wear yes <laughs> absolutely so yeah i'm living for that and make, making loads of my friends unsolicited memojis um which <laughs> i really enjoy i sent have like, you made one for like, everyone well no i've made one for you i made one for kate yeah. and obviously myself but then i was in a meeting today with my friend and we were texting um across the room yes and then i, I stopped you accidentally text me oh yeah <laughs> and then um and then i was sending her i made her a, a emoji <laughs> and she was like what the hell but anyway um amazing that's what i'm spending all my time doing um it's going really well uh got a, a great easier time got a lot of friends um <laughs> and i am longing for um my well we're going on a little family weekend away in november to an absolutely stunning cottage in wales oh nice where in wales with i'm not sure where it is exactly i'll tell you after but um yeah it's in wales and it has a hot tub oh lovely i am currently looking at a cottage in wales oh yeah. everybody's cottaging in wales this autumn <laughs> cottaging <laughs> in wales I stand by it. <laughs> I'm not cutting it out. Okay. Um, yes. So we're going to Wales for that. That will be very nice. Well, how many... Are you looking for it just to do writing on your own? Or no, you no, no. I'm going to go for, with uh, family. Oh, this would be too small for you because this is for six people. No, six is exactly the amount of people I'm looking for. Oh, 
Oh, interesting. It's not every member of my family. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, send, send me a link. Because I, I was you. like, um, oh, maybe it'd be nice to have a hot tub. So it'd be a good time. Yeah, yeah. send it to me. It'll be good to know. Hot tub time machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I'm living and longing for both of those. Lovely. Things. So, Lucy, um, I meant to mention this ages ago because I feel like that this article if you want to call it that was like made for us to consume in terms of consumables okay so the article is what kind of houseplant you should get depending on your flavor of lesbianism how could you have kept this from me for so long i don't know but (laughs) and how have i not seen it has anything more like within the venn diagram been created oh wow okay well yeah that's many a venn diagram crossing paths right so um what plant should i get well the thing is, is it a quiz or just a, does no it just tell you? it's not a quiz which is annoying oh, really. we love a quiz i know i prefer the format of a quiz yeah but i'll just tell you a little bit about each plant and oh, you can say yeah. where you please, feel you are please. and you dear listener can do the same so snake plant so snake plants are also known as a mother-in-law tongue and they're very hardy and resilient resilient they also don't require much watering and can survive in low-light areas. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so let's... Oh, okay. So they're saying that, like, if you're an artsy punk lesbian who lives in a basement or you're out at a concert every night... You like a, you like a concert, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, uh, my friend was texting me when I went to this gig and um, I had to abruptly stop because I was uh, the, the band came on suddenly more suddenly than I thought and um, afterwards I was like oh sorry I was just at a gig and he was like a gig on a school night oh you're so rogue or whatever <laughs> I was like I literally drove here parked really close got in two like minutes before they started and like ran out the door when they finished um, the Lucy special <laughs> the Lucy special yeah absolutely okay love to drive to a gig yes so that's a snake plant. okay rubber plant mm. apparently love if you're an upwardly mobile, child-free, high-powered no. lesbian in a minimal lot. Skip! That's not me. Okay, that's not you. Nothing about me is mobile. Um, Boston fern. Um, it says, I think you should avoid getting a Boston fern unless you're a masochist. You need, to, <laughs> you need to plant them in a mixture of peat, moss, sand, and regular soil. They are really hard, so I've got um, a Boston yeah, fern. Are. And then um, you have to spritz it with... Oh, it says here you have to spritz it with the water. Um, yes. <laughs> And they can they can get pet they can get pests and they can get brown and they don't like to be in direct sunlight but they're like a bit yeah they say here yeah. they're they're a bit finicky and quite yeah. demanding. So yes. like it says there at the bottom if you uh, if you're into having your life controlled by the whims of a finicky finicky demanding partner or dom then maybe you want a fern. So yeah, yeah that's I mean, not me. I have a fern but I don't um, identify. You don't want to be it. No succulents. Succulents are the go-to low-maintenance house plants. Hiya! <laughs> <laughs> you could plant them in your front yard and they'd probably be fine when you come back to look at them a month later. <laughs> if you're a low-maintenance lesbian who likes to see your partner or date once a week at most and aren't really oh, into no. processing or caretaking, oh. that's not you. A succulent may be for you. So Love I don't... to process me. Yeah, so you're like part succulent, but like not really. No, not really. Um, how do you pronounce that? Mon- Monstera. Monstera. I've got one of them and it's an absolute Monstera. Oh yeah, you it do. is insane. A cheese plant, and I love it the most. It's my favorite. Um, I quite like a cheese. Oh, plant. these are pretty average. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> pretty moderate relationship expectations. Yeah. You generally want to be comfortable. A fine with taking care of someone who's pretty much fine on their own, but does like your company, and aren't looking for something low maintenance and casual or extreme caretaking. Oh my god, I feel like that is perfect. I think you're a monstera. Okay, lucky bamboo. <laughs> lucky bamboo, acute, quirky, and simple. <laughs> 
<laughs> old lucky bamboo. You can even train them to grow into a little heart shape. Oh, gorgeous. Um, this is perfect for an uncomplicated love life. And if you're a hopeless romantic who, fo- who focuses on the positive, loves cute things and just wants to be happy. But they're toxic to cats. Oh, so no, that's not That's not me. That's not you. Um, fiddle leaf. Mm. So this is if you're a lesbian who knows exactly what you'd like. No. You can make decisions and stick to them. Keep no. everything in your life organised and consistent. No. Have clear boundaries. No. Don't do messy. No. And prefer to date the museum rather than the bar. Oh. Get a fiddle leaf. That end bit may be a little bit, but, yeah, but also I love to get pissed. So yeah. who am I lying to? Oh my God, air plants. You were telling me about air plants. Do you remember? Oh yeah, because you didn't know what an I air didn't plant know was. But I, but I do completely know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Now so I'm looking they, at them. they just like hang around. Yeah. So air plants. Um... Boop, boop, boop. Right, so if you're, if you're not looking for anything serious right now and prefer focusing on yourself and not taking on any additional emotional labour. You said that very loud. <laughs> yes. Okay, Then you're right. an air plant. Oh, right. Okay, interesting. Airy fairy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so mm. I think we have an air plant in our midst. And then orchids... <laughs> A delicate, finicky, gorgeous and delicate. Isn't it funny because I, I have that exact orchid, orchid right there. You do. She does. But my orchid, is actually, my orchid is actually more beautiful than this Your one. Your orchid is plentiful. Yeah. Um, so this is for the type of lesbian who care takes, who's really down to give up everything to take care of your loved one, are attuned to their every mood, write weekly love poems and sit and gaze at their ethereal beauty. That's not me. So I think we have an air plant and a monstera. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely a mash of a bunch of them, but maybe an air plant the most. Who knows? In your life right now. Yeah. My, uh, RN. I am a air plant. Yeah. So that was fun, wasn't it? Great. Well, I'm glad that everyone knows what plant we are. I yeah. love when we do quizzes and little bits like that. It's funny. I love it when we, we do, do more quizzes. quizzes. Don't know if anyone else likes it, but we like it. I feel like it must be so bad for everyone else. Yeah, but, but I can't if this isn't it. for us, then who is it for? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I also saw a really um, funny listicle in The Guardian this week. Oh my which, God, I read that. Did you? Yeah. Um, yeah, so 24 signs you've reached financial maturity. Oh my God, I hated it. And like all the way down, it's like, you have incredibly rich parents. You have yeah. incredibly rich parents. And then 24, you haven't been to a prayer in eight years. And I was like, oh my God, well, it's never happening to me because I've probably got like 1,000 crayfish and avocado yeah. salads. In yeah, Florida. well, and speaking of avocado, one of my favorite ones was number 23. You have never bought an avocado for you know that a supermarket avocado represents the highest possible level of insane decadence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was very, it was well written that that guy was, it's a funny article. Well done to that man who wrote that. Yes. So what else have you been consuming this week? Um, so I've, I've actually started two television, televisual programs. <laughs> Tele- um, televisual programs. Prog- programs. Okay. Um, so I'm not like really at a point to like be able to speak about them loads yet, but I'll just touch on them and then like we can talk about them at later days. But so I, I mentioned to you that I think on the live on the pod last last week that you referenced Girls and then I was like, oh, I haven't actually watched all of Girls. And then I was like, I need to watch all of Girls because I never watched it all. So I started again from the beginning. So I'd watched two seasons year, a couple of years ago, but I was like, I'm just going to start again. So I've watched two and like I'm just into three. And like, just loving it loads because I did like it the first time around. I just never got around to watching all of it. It's just so and good. I just love it. I love it so much. And like that, and I had seen it before, but like that bit at the end of season two where like Adam runs across the city. To get I'm to always Hannah. here. No, one. don't. I, honestly, it, it literally like killed me. Yeah. I watched that on Monday and nearly yeah. lost my mind. Yeah, and she's like putting the Q-tip in her ear. And it's really yeah, horrible. It's, and she's it's having really the worst sad. time. Yeah, and, and she goes, yeah, and then she, she goes, 
oh she goes like you're here and he's like i was always here yeah and it's like fucking hell i know i just i just got chills <laughs> yes and i haven't watched it in the yes years. and it just oh and i'm also like uh, so i'm really enjoying it and like i'm also um have like an obsession with adam driver so, oh my god he's so, so he is so hot. he's like one of my men yeah. yeah and like i love him loads yeah so like i'm just enjoying it loads and loads and loads so i'm really enjoying that um i'm looking forward to watching the rest of it which i'll probably get through quite quickly and <laughs> we can talk about like next oh, week oh my god um and i, I like i don't know anything about what happens in it and stuff so uh, really so you no. have no spoilers I, I think pure. I know one thing-ish or whatever but I don't even want to say it just in case I don't know it so I want to like just watch it yeah just watch it um, yeah so I'm, I'm intrigued to watch you've, that you've got so many good bits to cover oh, as well because it does just get better yeah love it love it love it love it so I'm excited for that and aside from that I started watching um, with my housemate friend and uh, and roommate person and I know, personal Henry, acquaintance yeah, my, someone in my contacts uh, Adam um, Izzy was away last week my little sister in Colombia having a great time being an international hun and so we were like oh we need to like watch some telly but we can't watch anything we watch with Izzy so we need something new that like she wouldn't be bothered about so we started watching Succession have you heard of Succession? no what's it on? so I think it's an HBO program I think so now TV. is it HBO? Yes, it's on HBO um, and it's sort of like a comedy drama about like a stupidly rich family. And it's like all the characters... So you're missing Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not like Shit's Creek, but a uh, similar premise of like a very rich white family. But yeah. like, um, it is like all the characters are like hateful. They are heinous. They're horrible, horrible people. But like there's something about... It's like hate watching. Isn't the word heinous such a great Love word? It. Heinous. Yeah. yeah. And like it's such a like uncomfortable watch and it like... Uh, I saw um, Adam said he saw some people on Twitter being like how can you watch this when like the world is like going to shit at the hands of people like this or whatever and it's like I think it's exactly why you can watch yeah, it I think and, and hate it and remember that. I think that's such a weird so, thing to say. It's yeah. like oh you can't consume any art that like depicts any of the yeah, difficulties exactly. in the world because they're difficult that's like when people say oh how can you watch the handmaid's tale when like similar things happening it's like well that's probably why like yeah, and, and if anything it's important to, watch it, to now watch it now and hate it and remember why you hate it and realize and recognize that there are things like that in the actual world that you yeah. can hate actively I, I never get that like mode of thought but it's like a very <laughs> it's like a very popular way of oh, yeah thinking about yeah. things and um it is really funny I find it very funny it's quite like not like obviously funny but you know that's some of my favourite kind of funnies it is um, so it's written by and created by Jesse Armstrong who like co-wrote Peep Show yeah. um, so it's I mean it doesn't, it doesn't feel like Peep Show at all but like it's it's got similar sort of humour I guess um, and it is just really great it's got Kieran Culkin off of Macaulay Culkin but not Macaulay Culkin yeah like because Adam was like who's this weird Macaulay Culkin the brother and I, was like, and I was like oh it's Kieran Culkin and he's playing this absolutely like insidious like younger brother who's just gross but like so funny and there's this like cousin character who comes in and is just just perfectly played by I can't remember who's played by but I am loving it it's really good but I've only watched three episodes I think so I'm only three episodes in there's a couple seasons uh but um Adam's got away now, so I can't watch it. <laughs> but I don't know if he's watching it without me, so I hope he isn't. But um, it's very good. I recommend, and I'll like talk about it more when I've watched more. But for now, really enjoying it. So yeah, those are the bits I've sort of been watching. So near the beginning of a couple of TV shows, but yeah, apart from that, nothing else really. What have have you been watching anything? Mm, well, mm, so I started to watch Carnival Row. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know, but I don't know whether I've given it a fair enough run because I started watching it, but also I was playing Bubble Pop <laughs> at the same time. So I wasn't really concentrating. 
And then also then my friend rang me. Okay. So then I like didn't finish it. And then after we finished the phone call, I was like, do I really want to watch that again? Oh no, go read my book. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So um, I didn't, but it's kind of like sort of a generous, I think, comparison would be like a mix of Sweeney Todd, uh, some kind of like Dickensian drama, Fantastic <laughs> Beasts, and... A series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one where they go to the carnival specifically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like the vibe. Um, so far, Cara Delevingne isn't horrendous uh, acting. <laughs> I was expecting her to be really bad because okay, she is really yeah, bad in everything, she is bad. Yeah. basically. Yeah. But um, she wasn't that bad. But I don't know whether, again, I'm giving her too much credit because I wasn't listening. Interesting, yeah. So I'm coming to you now with <laughs> half a story, really. Okay. So I might like I might like try and watch it again from the beginning, just the first ep, to sort of get a sense of it. Because someone at work recommended it and was like, it's so good. But sometimes I it's really weird for me because sometimes I don't really like gel with fantasy very well yeah I love Philip Pullman love Harry Potter love Fantastic Beasts but some like lesser things I don't just like love all fantasy yeah like, yeah, it yeah has fair to enough just depend yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like some, yeah. sometimes and at the moment I'm still trying to like work out why it needs to be like that okay yeah like that's... what what's the justification for this like world which may come it's meant to be like a bit of a parallel universe which is sort of depicting the um refugee crisis okay so it's like in an alternate world and then there are these like refugees from another planet because it's been like it's like an intergalactic war um so that's what i think is going on anyway um but also like carnivals i don't know (laughs) but also like circus (laughs) yeah okay well well Watch this space and see if you actually watch any of yeah. it again. But then what happened was, is that I just got sick of all of that. Yeah. And I just defaulted. And I defaulted hard. Because I watched Disobedience again. Ah, you did! Yeah, I have not re-watched that since we went to see it. Yeah, I haven't. Because I was on Amazon Prime after I'd like tried to watch that. And I was just like, could I, I could continue with there this. Is. Or I could go to what I know you need and want is gonna be the classic and how was it for you oh it was brilliant oh good good on a second watch even better yeah even better because you pick out little extra bits that's what i want to do with it yeah you examine kind of like because you know as well i obviously i've read not obviously but i've read read the book yeah um but then you sort of get a sense again in the film of like what the dynamics are between the characters and like the history and stuff but when you watch it in the film you're like learning that as you go kind of thing but now you sort of know that so with that knowledge you can then watch it again and be like okay like I know why he's behaving in this way I know why she's doing this in ways that like like you wouldn't know before so it adds like a new layer to it which is like not bad yeah um so yeah, it's just such a good film. It is, yeah. I really want to rewatch that. I think, I will. and I've never read the book, so actually, I need to read it as well. Oh, the book's so, great. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I need to do both in one go. We'll do it at the same time. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, a little birdie told me. When I say a little birdie, I mean your Instagram stories that uh, you got a secret, a secret, a special screening of the first RuPaul. Yeah, of I UK. did. I yeah. did. And also, just to clarify, I didn't do any spoilers on my Instagram. So no. no. One, oh my god, no, she didn't. No, no one be sad it about. It was just that me. you were in the room. Yeah, I was in the room because they did a staff 
screening mm. and we had one of the queens who oh, came for cool. a Q&A that was super fun and yeah I am so looking forward to this series I can't obviously say anything that happens to be honest um they didn't actually show us the lip sync at, at the end right, so right, we, right. we don't actually okay. know anything so really bits but leading up to that yeah we just like yeah. watched all the prep and we watched the like the runways and stuff yeah. um but it's so funny and in my I mean everyone's gonna have an opinion on it anyway of course but I think that they've done a really good job and it seems to be like so far that it's a lot warmer okay. like between the queens mm. and even though they're sort of like taking each other down and like ribbing each other and stuff it's like seems to be a lot more, more jesty yeah like yeah. A, a lot more jesty and a lot more like love in the room oh cute and it's just really nice to kind of have all these like british references and stuff and um rupaul being like not knowing what's happening um which is funny and i just think that like if it carries on in that vein it'll be even funnier and i think that like people will have seen anyway from the meet the queens video that went out a couple of weeks ago that they all have so many different things to offer right yeah. so it's going to be really interesting to see kind of what the show prioritizes in terms of like what the challenges are and um who's going to be able to sort of shine through the whole process because i think depending on what they choose it's going to be like really tricky for some and like really amazing for other people but um that's coming out in like the next week or so so yeah it's um, exciting dream life Can't i'm excited too because yeah. i'm going to jump on the bandwagon of this actual uk series for once yeah promise to watch it and i know that like people have issues with rupaul's drag race for like loads of different reasons i feel like i want to kind of dive a bit more into that to sort of find out why Mm because i know that a lot of people protest it for yeah i don't know much about that at all because i don't know much about rupaul as i've said before anyway in general like the drag race so yeah it would be interesting to know about that yeah and if you do sort of have any opinions on that yeah let us know yeah we'd really like for you to share them because it's something that i feel like i've learned about a bit on the periphery but like don't know Mm. enough about yet so if you want to that would be good sharing is caring so while we're waiting for um our first ever uk drag queen lip sync what have you been lip syncing to while you're on your commute, while you're in the office, while you're at home? What is your track of the week, Olivia? Well, my track of the week this week is inspired by my rewatching of Disobedience. Oh, is it? Oh, interesting. What is it? I can't think of any of the music. Really? Okay. <laughs> not really. Not really. Well, the main song that like runs through it is like the main theme. Theme is Love Song. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. By The Cure. It is, I forgot that. And then what happened was, is that, um, I was like, oh God, that's such a good song. Yeah. And then I was like listening to it and like, oh my God, yeah, it's such a tune. And then that finished and then I listened to all the credits right to the end because that song is on the credits. And I was like, oh, I want to listen to it again. So I put it on my Spotify and I've got a very good speaker on the iPhone 11, so it's very loud throughout <laughs> the whole... Oh my God, I can't wait to hear that someday. Yeah, you can hear it on Maxwell after this. Um, and then I like played that and then you know when it like makes just the playlist based off yeah, like I love it. what song. And then I just had this like gorgeous 80s like hour and a half while I just like did things in the flat oh lovely yeah it was really great Mm -hmm. um so that was my track of the week it's just such a mood what about you yeah it's such a good song good good choice well done obedience again yeah Um, disobedience oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but also obedience yeah that song obedience to having good songs (laughs) yeah yeah um my track of the week is so on saturday next week of pod week i'm going to see psychedelic first with my 
family, cute. my parents and my sister. Pretty. So that'll be cute. <laughs> um, and like Psychedelic Furs is one of our like family bands and um, we've never seen them so it'll be like an exciting thing for us all. And I really like like um, going to see bands where like the songs for me are like really nostalgic of like being a child You're and like stuff like that. You're like Swiss Family Robinson. Like <laughs> you have like family books, family songs, family like shows. Like it's cute. Got family outfits, family uniforms we all wear. Sound of Christmas. music. Yeah. <laughs> got the family choir yeah. like i really don't think that my mum would have ever watched student bodies with me <laughs> student bodies day in day out <laughs> it's not real life it's, it's high, high school. school um <laughs> uh yeah so um in honor of that and in honor of the furs my song has to be my favorite one which is love my way oh by yeah Psychedelic furs uh, which is like one of my parents like favorite songs yeah and um, it's just a great song used very very well in call me by your name as well yes um and yeah love that song so that is my track of the week speaking of call me by your name yeah um i, I was actually thinking of doing this as um a living for but i forgot to but i'll mention it now so i'm really really into this um illustrator and i can't remember how i found them oh my god i know who they are yeah jamie elder yeah 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 <laughs> how do you know i think i just like found them somewhere oh okay i'm obsessed with their prints oh, yeah. yeah really nice they're so nice and like you got the, call, the call me by uh, your name yeah. yeah 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 it's yeah, so yeah, good yeah. this is my favorite one that's lovely. Yeah, yeah the, I like, love that one. The legs in the yeah, pool. Yeah, Sorry about that, but you can Google it or we'll find it on put Instagram. It on stories or whatever. Yeah, um, so follow Jamie Elder because their um, their illustrations are so good really and nice. really queer. So gay be, rights, very gorgeous and gay rights. Yeah. <laughs> so Olivia, I have news. Mm. I finished another book. Oh, stop. Yes, I did. That's right. Close the chapter on another one <laughs> and put it on my bookshelf for a bit because it doesn't actually belong to me. So I need to give it back to our friend. Um, oh, the one I, of Kate. Can yes. I have it? Oh, yeah, you can actually. Yes. Yeah. I meant to bring it tonight and I forgot. Her, li- um, her library is my library. No, cute. Um, so that was On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vong, which I did mention in an earlier pod, but I was only a bit through it. So I finished it. It is very good. Yes. Um, it's incredible. It's like, it's like, it's like, so he's a po- he was like a poet. This is his first novel, mm. and you can tell like it's heady with like romantic description and like intense like word play. So and, he's like, like use not of, use of syntax, etc. Not particularly restrained writing. No, but also like yeah, incredibly f- flowing and free, and like there are just sections of the whole book which are basically read like a long poem and stuff mm. like that it's lovely it's it's very very good and it's it's essentially like a letter to his mother um uh like about his whole life and yeah. his coming out and being a queer person and also a migrant and like how that is for him and stuff like that um it's obviously quite autobiographical i believe which you know happens all the time um i found it like um quite so his mother, who he wrote this for, and in, in the book, like, the, the mother, never learnt to read. And I find that, like, quite haunting, that, like, it was, it's like a book that had, like, an intended purpose that it would never fulfil. Yeah. And I found that, like, really, uh, yeah, um, satisfying, but also really, really sad. Yeah. Um, that, like, it would never be able to do that. Um, uh, he, like, this is, like, quite early on, and then I won't say anything about, like, what sort of happens, but... Uh, it, there's like a love affair in it of like his first love with like this guy who he worked with on a farm and i like i'm obsessed with like things that are set on like in like dusty 
red barns and like farms mm. in like the middle of nowhere in America. I don't yeah. know why. Like that's like I have this obsession with like Steinbeck and stuff like that because I love like that sort of pastoral scene. And fried green tomatoes. Oh, fried green tomatoes. Yeah. So it that that I loved from it as well. Um, it's sad, equal parts sad and um, like lovely and like very uh very like raw and passionate and it's just very good yeah so i would recommend it it's very much a queer pastiche isn't it like dusty farmland it is because it's I like don't know why but it is it's like that ruby fruit jungle yeah exactly um, Brokeback cameron, mountain cameron post, cameron post. Yeah. there's to me there's there's something about the i think it's to do with like exploring your inner like softer self and your queerness in a harsh landscape yeah and in, in a landscape that, and the lack like, of that like forgiving verdant yeah, sort of land exactly. in which to yeah, grow in which to grow exactly and i love that so much yeah. i'm like obsessed with that so and it has that in it so i was like yes it's so literary <laughs> look at us go so yeah finish that would absolutely recommend yeah. um i now started reading and i'm and i'm like plowing through because it's amazing um her body and other parties which yeah. is a selection of short stories um uh, but they're all like sort of like of a similar theme. It's incredibly queer. I bought it from Gaze the Word in London. Big up, best like bookshop there is. And um, it's sort of like a mixture of like sort of sci-fi and like just human stories mm-hmm. in, in a way that's like really under the radar and like kind of unexpected. Like for example, there's this one story which is just told like from the perspective of a woman, um, like just d- different paragraphs of like all the people she's ever had sex with. But throughout that, you learn about like how the world is like being taken over by a virus and how it's like post-apocalyptic stuff. I'm like, oh my God, just love, like that's so up my street, like perfect. So I'm really, really enjoying that. Looking forward to reading the rest of it and I'll say some more about it when I have actually finished it. And then yeah. you can learn, you can borrow it because already I'm like, this is amazing. So you have to read it. Great. Um, yeah. About you read anything or? I'm continuing to read that book less. Um, oh yeah, how is it? I'm trucking on with. Yeah, it's good. I just haven't had a lot of time to devote to it, but the past couple of nights I've read it quite a bit. So nice. I think hopefully I'll um, finish it over the weekend because there's loads of other books that I really want to read. So I'm just like, <coughs> like such is life yeah i'm just like well like whenever i read one book i'm like thinking about the next oh, book God, more same, same, being like, same. i need to get to that book. yeah i'm like looking at it on the side like shit, shit. yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's weird but um i also read um an article in pink news with jackie k oh love jackie k love jackie and it's about how she uh well the headline is growing up in rural scotland made it equally as difficult for jackie k the scottish poet laureate to come to terms of being black and being a lesbian and it's about how she sort of um learns to identify and sort of like merge those things together about herself and kind of how she reckons all of that together ah, in a nice. world that like told her that she couldn't be all those things at the same yeah, time basically um so that was quite good and if you haven't read any jackie k i implore you to oh, because definitely. she's really good um so do it and do it now um we also haven't talked about the emmys the emmys were um this week so last week when this comes out fleabag absolutely cleaned up yeah um Might as we imagine slow. jody yeah. comer cleaned up oh as we uh-huh. imagined. Yeah. So some good gay rights and like I include Phoebe Waller-Bridge in that sort of adjacently. Yeah. Um, but she has signed this deal with yes. Amazon. Amazon Prime Video, yes. Which yeah. people have a lot of differing opinions on mm. because it's sort of saying it's like weakening the UK market because mm. all of our like finest exports are like going to sign these multi-million yeah. dollar 
deals right with the these honey soaked hands of Jeff Bezos. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whilst I would like to be, you know, sort of like applaud, like applaud that she's become so successful and obviously she's so talented and sort of is able to do what she likes and demand what she wants. Yeah. Also, there's a part of me that's like, oh. Yes, I agree. There's, uh, I think, a lot of reasons to not agree with it. Um, I mean, yeah, applaud her for, you know, being able to get these great deals and stuff like that. But also maybe like when you are that um, successful and that you have the world at your feet, you can maybe make some better choices. Yeah, it's really hard. And I always just think, well, I haven't been and probably will never be in that position. And, you know, like, what would I do? You can't, yeah, you can exactly. never say. You can't, yeah. Um, but, you know. Interesting um, to see what it, what it brings. Also, did you see Dan Levy at the Emmys? Uh, yeah. Stunning in a oh. gorgeous brown suit. And did you see All of his... them look so lovely. I know. Oh, I know. Did so you much. see as well that he was wearing David's engagement rings? Yes. I know. My heart. I know. My heart. It's that too... last series is going to be too much. I know. It's too pure. Um, but I hope that like we can hold on and wait for it to all come on Netflix in one go. Yeah. And then we can just watch it and sob. Oh, one bit like a Shit's Creek party yeah. like when we watched all of the Gilmore Girls yes! when they came out I was talking to so when I was talking to my friend last night yeah. um, when I turned off Carnival Row and she was asking me like what to watch and I was like well if you listen to the past 12 podcasts you You'd would know? know all the recommendations um, but she did go back and listen to last week so she's making some headway but um, anyway making amends I was talking to her about um, all the bits and she was like yeah I haven't even watched the like Gilmore Girls films have you and I was like uh, yes, of a fashion, <laughs> which is when we like sped through like 10 hours of Gilmore Girls. Yeah, because it was four episodes, one, f- no, three episodes? Four. Four, one for each season. Yeah. yeah. And we and they were each two hours long? Something like that, or maybe even more like feature length films. Yeah, and, and we watched them all in one go. And we got loads of different takeaways from different yeah. places because that's what they do in the Gilmore Pope. Girls. Yeah. And spent like 50 pounds each on like different yeah, kinds of takeaways. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and we just, you, yeah, you and our friend Sophie came and like, we started at like 7 p.m. or something. And finished and at like finished 4 a.m. 4 a.m. And we were like, <laughs> yes! We were, I remember we were getting to like the, like in between each one, we're like, okay, everyone go to the toilet. We're going to watch the next one. And it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. I love that kind of like event but I had, television. But I probably have no idea what happened in that now. I don't <laughs> Is that know. Is that the only time you watched them? Yeah. Oh, so I watched like bits of them again because my little sister had to watch them she's a huge Gilmore Girls fan so she was like watching them in the flat so I managed to watch a bit of them again but I would be intrigued to watch them again like fully because yeah I mean I don't remember that much apart from the bit where she like does some wild yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah that was great Gilmore Girls if you need a telly program watch Gilmore Girls you'll be set for life (laughs) yeah you can't go far wrong but the series is way better than the film sauce oh yeah um also I posted on our Instagram um about this um short documentary that um won an emmy oh yeah um so have you watched this no i want to but i've seen i've seen the articles about it and been like oh i need to watch that yeah so it's called trans in america texas strong um and it is in partnership with them um the website and it won in the outstanding short documentary category and it's about a little girl called kai she is six years old and she loves cats the most. And she's so adorable. She's so cute. She's so clever and just really like full of this sort of like quiet confidence. Oh, nice. Okay. Which is really nice. Yeah. But um, it's such a powerful documentary because 
obviously it's set in Texas. It's mainly centered around Kai and her mum. And her mum actually was very, very honest Mm. and very vulnerable in the documentary. And I think that must have been quite difficult um, for her because, you know, I think it's, it's so true that we base our opinions around what's around us and our sort of everyday lived experiences and our sort of habitat that we build and she was from a very sort of white she was from a very sort of right wing religious area Mm -hmm. in texas Mm -hmm. and she still is incredibly religious and um she was like a sunday school teacher and did like some part-time um yeah some part-time scripture work and things like very very involved with the church but from a young age um they thought that kai might be gay right okay and they um did loads of prayer um to try and like think that to try and make it so that she wasn't and then um she kept saying and you know she kept saying to uh kai kept saying to her mom look mom you know i'm a girl you know i'm a girl from being about two years old I know oh it God. it just breaks breaks your heart cuz she was so sure yeah. and she just knew that that was that that was her and they used to um you know punish her for exhibiting right, yeah. um typically female yeah, like feminine, tra- traits. feminine traits and um yeah and they looked into conversion therapies and all these different things wow. and then one day she came across Kai praying because obviously religion is a big part of their household and she was praying to god to say um please can i go to heaven and just be with jesus forever because i don't want to be in this world anymore any any more moments wow yeah i know and because of what a bad time she was having like not being able to be herself and that's when the mum said she just had this like breakthrough moment where she was like my child would rather not be here not have any more moments with us in this world that's like not allowing her to be what she naturally like needs to be and as a mother like how could I stand by and like watch that happen and she started to do research into um the the statistics around um trans young people and children and suicide rates and you know what happens if they don't have supportive parents and families and you know that if she wasn't gonna get on her daughter's side then it could you know the likelihood is is that it could turn out quite badly for yeah. her so she completely 180s does all of this work allows kai to um identify as a girl and begins to kind of embark on this new phase of life together and it's all of the difficulties that they both face in this new life but like what that has also brought them and there's this moment where um the documentary maker is asking her you know what was that moment like when your mum allowed you to be a girl and she was just like she she said that it was gorgeous i know on earth we're briefly gorgeous yeah gorgeous forever kai and it's it's such a good documentary it's only like 18 minutes or something but um 
I would really like strongly suggest you go and um, go watch that before I go to bed and then cry myself to sleep yeah and it has all the stuff about the bathroom bill in it because in her school she's not allowed to use the girls bathroom and she has to go um like all the way to the other end of the school and apparently it's like problems with the locks and it's not very easy for her to access and she ends up having accidents um and then that's a whole other issue that's associated with identity and shame and all these things so you know it's you know it's not over for her like the difficulties that she's facing so the mum is now doing quite a lot of um activism and advocacy around these um topics great in you know a real sort of right-wing bible belt area um so yeah it's really interesting great go and see that so this week jonathan van ness um off of gay of thrones and queer eye fame has come out as hiv positive i don't know if the term come out is necessarily appropriate but like that's the term that everyone's using it seems to be the term that like uh journal journalists use in public like you know is is what people seem to say i I feel the same like i didn't don't know if that's that is the right way to describe it but i but it it seems to be the way basically he's just said that he has hiv basically um and there has been um a real outpouring of support seemingly so that's really good and um it's all part of his new um book where he talks about that more and um amongst a lot of other things but i think you know that's been one of the big takeaways that's been um put in the press yeah and he's been doing loads of um kind of speaking work around it in the last couple of weeks and he's also said that the cost of HIV medication was um, the reason that prompted his endorsement of Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Um, because it was so expensive. And he um, said that he's been living with HIV for the past six years. And he actually tweeted about it um, because she supports Medicare for all yeah. and that healthcare is a basic human right. So he said, the moment I knew I was endorsing Elizabeth Warren was last month when I misplaced my HIV meds. It cost $3,500 to replace wow. them out of pocket with really amazing platinum level insurance. Healthcare shouldn't be for profit ever. It's a human right. Absolutely, Jonathan. Um, so I assume like in this country, it'd just be like, what, like nine pounds or something? It'd be like your prescription price, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nine like, pounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nine pounds. So yes, he is correct and it should never be for profit. So um yeah, and, and I think if anyone's going to, you know, really put a positive spin, as he said, of being HIV positive, as he said <laughs> in a bunch of his uh, uh, social media posts uh, since coming out, um, it's going to be Jonathan Van Ness. So, um, and yeah, I think it um, it seems like he's really like living his truth recently, you know, and being able to be completely himself. And that is like just so lovely to see. So we absolutely do not agree with uh, healthcare being for profit. And um, I mean, that could probably round it up. For, I don't agree with this week. Yes, I think it could. <laughs> but let's have a couple more. Why okay. Not? So Olivia, please let me know because it is time for... I don't agree with it. What don't you agree with this week? What I don't agree with this week, Lucy, is men's jokes. <laughs> it's time for a men's joke. I think oh, that, it's never time for a men's joke. I think that we should make this a recurring segment on the oh podcast. Oh my god! Yes, please. Yeah. To my like hate and detest. Yeah. But in, you know that's how I would like to be. Men's jokes. Men's jokes. Oh my god. 
Um, yeah, I don't agree with men's jokes. Yeah. Obviously, I'm being really flippant, but I don't agree with it. Yeah, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so When it comes to men's jokes. Yeah, I just don't agree with them. Yeah, perfect. Fair enough. It reminds me of when you speak about men's jokes, when we were in Margate and there was that fucking sign in, there was like a games room and there was a big sign saying it was a man cave. Yeah. And it had all men's jokes as like rules for the man cave. Yeah. And one of them was like, no women allowed, um, but if they do come in, they better be bringing some food. Yeah. Men's jokes. Men's jokes. And I was like, honestly, fuck you so much. Um, and I was just like, this room is full of lesbians. Love it. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Absolutely loved... subverting your fucking man cave. Because the best thing was that the, that sign was on the wall whilst we were dancing around the pool Absolutely, table yeah. singing Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Exactly. While we are just trancing around. So <laughs> fuck you and your men's jokes. Like everyone was drinking log, like da 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can stick your fucking man cave where it belongs. Right, great. <laughs> Have you encountered a specific men- men's joke recently that has prompted this? Or are you just like, it's a lifelong hatred, which is correct? No, there's been a few specific things in men's jokes this week. And um, <laughs> what it's been is the number one thing that happened, which really annoyed me, was I was getting the train to meet my friend in Stockport at the weekend. Yeah. And I had like rushed on and was just had my headphones in, like looking out the window, yeah. st- like stood up or whatever and just in my own world and I'd like gone through the barrier so I'd like done the thing on my phone where you just go through and normally like if they have that in place normally if they have that in place they don't like check your ticket because you've like done it so I wasn't like necessarily expecting anything and anyway apparently this like so annoying this like train (laughs) this like train conductor guy was coming to like do the tickets and he was apparently like trying to get my attention but I had my headphones in and I was facing the wrong way So, um, someone like tapped me on the shoulder and I like turned around like, oh, sorry. And then they literally like started to have a conversation between the three of them about how annoying headphones are. Like, no. yeah. And about, and like, like laughing about how annoying it is and like, oh, and then you can't do this. And they're like, oh, they got headphones in. And like, just like grumbling about it. Oh my God. And then I literally just stood there and just went, <laughs> here's my ticket. To Fuck the guy, off. yeah. Listen to my fucking podcast. Yeah, I know. And I was like, and I was like, also, if you knew anything about like life as a woman, you would know that headphones are like a way that we An can just savior, where we can block you all out, block you, you out of our lives. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, I would have been so annoyed. I was so annoyed about men's jokes. Um, <laughs> so that was number one in men's jokes. Number two in men's jokes this week was this one wasn't as bad but it was still quite annoying so i was like coming into a different building in work so i was going to the canteen yeah and then have we have like security guards you have to like show your passes each time and like that's all fine but then i like showed my security pass and was like with my friends going into the building and then one of them like said something to me i couldn't really hear it because i was like not like thinking about i was like talking to my friends and um he said something to me and I heard the end of what he was saying and he was like, oh, like something's on the floor. So I just like went to look at, to look and apparently he'd said, oh, you've dropped a tenner on the floor. Right. And I like hadn't. And he went, ha ha, I knew you'd look. What the fuck? A, no, A, B and C, not funny. <laughs> like not yeah, like, even funny. Not even. That's a... not a funny thing to do. Yeah, I know. And like, oh, so rude. I mean, I, oh, 
Fuck that. Yeah. Oh so my that God. was number two in men's jokes. <laughs> and then number three was today when I was like listening to a podcast waiting for the tram. And um, there were all these like lads, 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 like waiting for something. The tram, I guess, but like. <laughs> Probably uh, waiting for some men's jokes. Yeah. They were like waiting for the tram. There was like a couple of them. And then there was like two of them. And then another guy came past who knew the men. And then <laughs> um, what I've noticed is like a favorite thing off of men mm. to do is to pretend to push each other into like railway tracks. Uh, it's because they're like just young children always. Why is that a thing? It's like a thing to be like, hey, whoa, I don't know. Yeah. And then be like, oh, isn't it funny that you could maybe die? Yeah. So they like, they like both started shouting and then like pretending to push this guy into the railway track. And I went, whoa, and like nearly dropped my phone. <gasps> Cause I was like scared about this man going into the rail, into oh the tram God. tracks. And I was just like, honestly, and it's so crowded cause it's the end of the working day. And they're like, <laughs> pushing everyone into the yeah. and I was just like can we not so you know the triptych of men's jokes this week has been very strong oh my god right I mean my whole life at work is men's jokes so this is a segment I can absolutely fulfill every single week yeah okay. I'll to start writing them down so <laughs> but yes I also don't agree with it that's a very good one thank nicely you. done thank you and yourself um my I don't agree with it this week is um it's very niche, but I really don't agree with glass chopping boards. And I'm sorry if you have one. No, I don't agree with those either. I hate them. Honestly, why does anyone think that that is a good idea for a chopping board? It is not very practical. It is noisy. What if you do? Maybe like, you're like mincing some garlic. It's just like... And it, and it wrecks your knives as well. And it wrecks your knives. Exactly. Like knife care is a nightmare when there's glass chopping boards. And what I don't agree with more than a glass chopping board, unless you can't afford any form of chopping board, fine. But people who chop things up on plates... Ooh. People do that. Do they? Yeah, I've seen it on like Come Down With Me and stuff like that. Oh just like God. chopping up an onion on a plate. But then you just wreck your plate. Yeah. But I just, I don't know and I don't agree with it. I do have one glass chopping board, but that's because my little sister boy for me is a joke. There's a picture of us on it and it says, <laughs> Merry Christmas oh, from, I've seen from the Cooking Sisters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I feel like the only time that might justify using a glass chopping board would maybe be like if you were hand taking apart some like turmeric <laughs> okay yes fair enough because like things that might stain yeah yeah okay i see i see where you're coming from there but also no you're wrong but like yeah i agree yeah. like when would that happen i hate them so much there's something about them that just like really gets my goat yeah so they, yeah i do not agree with stupid. glass chopping boards thank you very much good night so i think that there's someone that we can agree would never go anywhere near a glass chopping board <laughs> And that is our queen, Celine. That is such a reach, but it's fine at this oh, point. Oh, sometimes you just got to reach. Just got to reach for the stars. So, yeah, at this point in this very evening, we need to just do this. So, it is time for Celine Watch. Oh, Celine. It's coming. She is coming. To a cinema near you, slash a stadium <laughs> near you. She is. Because she has announced her tour, which will be featuring Manchester on September the 4th, 2020. <laughs> Autumn 2020. <laughs> okay, Swedish House DJ has come back. <laughs> She's back and she is ready for Celine. That is exactly when I want to see Celine. So, September next year. Yes. Me and you. Word, Celine. Word to the wise. Tickets go out next Friday. Yeah. This so Friday when this comes out, it'll be this Friday. Yeah. October. <laughs> um, yes. Which is like 11 months before the gig. <laughs> yeah, but you want to get it. You're going to get... Want to get it. What? What? Have you... Have you melted? 
I've stopped. That's it. That's the end. Right. You're going to want to get them tied down. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Um, How stunning will it be to see oh. Celine Dion live and with her gorgeous new long bob? Oh, so, well, I will be very long by then. <laughs> yeah, She might have a whole different hair by then. And it's going to be so great because now she's released these new songs. We're going to hear her for the first time singing live. I'm flying on my own. Yeah, and also I'm thinking, right? I'm just going to put it out there in the universe. I'm just thinking by September 2020, surely we're going to be like big enough that we're going to be interviewing Celine, right? Oh yeah, surely she'll know about us by then. VIP. Yeah. Green room. Red room. Pink room. Whatever room. You, me, Celine, Cafe Rouge. (laughs) Exactly. You, me, Celine, pink room at yes. I think she'll want to go somewhere French. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to need her after, after, yeah. Let's take her to Moose Coffee. Oh, love Moose Coffee. She yeah. will love it there. I've not been to yeah. Moose Coffee in ages. My boss goes to Moose Coffee all the fucking time. He went there this morning. Do you remember when you went there and you vomed? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I ever went there. Good time. I was very hungover. Um, yes, cannot wait to see you, Celine. We will, Manchester shall open their arms to you. And while we're opening our arms to Celine, we are unfortunately now closing them to you because it's the end of the podcast. We are. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> very tired but until that time at which we open them again we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next week bye, bye. so mm, no mm. are you ready to be one of the friends now you wanna have some sex again men's jokes <laughs> I'm gonna go to my house do not hit me with a men's joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, right.